What a morning. What a morning on a cold New York City mm-hmm. day. And uh, cruising through the day already. Can't believe it's time. Already 10 a.m. time for this wonderful group. Now, some of you may think that this is early in the day. <laughs> and for many of you, it is. For me, however, I, as as some of you know, get up super duper early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it's regular, but for all of you, would consider early. So this is usually about the seventh hour of my day. Yeah. So this, this would be what you would consider your afternoon meeting. That's what this is for me. So when it's like, wow, it's already ten time for 10 o'clock uh, live. Yep. For me, this is a great afternoon break. Um, I hope you're all having a great day. Thank you for reading, sharing. I took a morning uh, walk this morning, took everybody with me through a quick little cruise through NYC and um, just watching, uh, first of all, still, you know, seeing those comments and people, uh, people commenting on how empty it is for a Monday morning in New York City. It is. It is comparatively to what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, However... um, However, it's not it's not as empty as it was, and at the same time, it's it's. Listen, we gotta take what we can get, right? Yeah. So it's it's coming alive. It was coming alive, and hopefully, it will continue to. Starting to be boarded up a little bit. I think that there's some, uh, you know, we have an election here in the U.S. Uh, an important presidential mm-hmm. election tomorrow is the official election day, even though. More than 70% of the total amount of people who voted in the last presidential election have already uh, voted. We did something different this year where we did uh, what they're calling early election or early voting, which really should just be called voting because we were probably one of the last countries on earth that leave it to one day, that have an election day. Most people, most countries have an election week, mm-hmm. an election weekend. They don't leave it to one random Tuesday. Uh, I know it's not random Tuesday, but one Tuesday in which everyone in almost 400 million people have to uh, make their way, the eligible of those 400 million make themselves uh, available to vote. So this was the first time that our country expanded that. They called it early voting. And again, mm-hmm. it should just be called voting. Because again, other other countries do it that way. They're, they're, we're the only country left with one day in which everyone needs to vote. Um, so it'll probably be a huge um, increase in the amount of people who do vote. Uh, but a little unrest is predicted, Steph. So starting to see New York City board up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's sad when mm-hmm. you see society gamble and bet on the fact that it's not going to go, the humans aren't going to behave. Right. You know, they're, they're betting that they're not going to behave. So they're boarding up and protecting their stuff. Um, and so uh, that was a little sad to see today, um, to see it boarding up. Also knowing that Europe is an extreme lockdown mm-hmm. again uh, through pandemic and that it's, you know, last time this happened, we were about a month behind, we being New York City, about a month behind from the European lockdown. So um, that's kind of creeping its little head around the corner and kind of waiting for that to, to drop. But always love walking through the city with with uh, thousands of people. Uh, all, all said and done, usually about fifteen to 20,000 people take that walk with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always fun and a great way to get some positive energy to start the day. Uh, and here we are, the Unbullshitified group. I wanted to talk today a little bit about that the, the, the outdated ideas. You know, talk about um, having those outdated ideas because some of some of what you see, and and again, boarding up, is in response to people living these outdated ideas, in response to people behaving in outdated manners. Because as as you may or may not know, outdated ideas lead to outdated behaviors, mm-hmm. and we've seen this throughout history. I don't know why. Well, I do know why we don't ever change the cycle, um, but it is a, at least a conversation to have um, in 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 challenging our norms and the cycles, the way that we behave, especially when they're poisonous to ourselves, to the people around us. Um, it's just something that should be discussed, and like we do in this family, our our family here, the unbullshitified group that we are. 
uh, let's have discussion on outdated ideas. Steph, I know you, with outdated ideas, that's something that's always been been a big part of the last decade or so of yeah. your own life. Yeah, it really has been. It's it's incredibly, uh, it's life changing when you take a look at the ideas that you were you were brought up with and how can you how can you challenge them how can you use critical thinking and and you know when i did that the entire universe opened up to me yeah yeah well and, and you know what's great with the outdated ideas with anything i think that if there was a if there was a, a a way to summarize every philosophy i have anything i write about or say or uh or anything that I uh, that I point out to is that idea of the agreement with reality. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe without any, I don't even believe it. I know it. Your agreement with reality defines your life, and so what's great about challenging outdated ideas, or at least just auditing them, mm-hmm. you know, not even challenging them. You don't have to go at it as a challenge. Just auditing. Why, why do I believe this? Why do I think this is true? When you start doing that, you also stay in possession of the power. For me, again, agreement with reality defines your life. I like to bring the power back to the individual and say, okay, what can I keep out of this? Do I like the end result, but I have an outdated idea of how to get there? Then that's cool. Mm-hmm. You can love what you love, but but realize that the way of getting there, the way of 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 earning that situation is outdated you know we can go back to uh to primal way relationships went and where one person is is extremely dominant many times physically dominant over the other Uh, and we can see how outdated so many of those ways were when the end result was about you know, uh, community and family bonding. You can community and fa- family bond without scaring the shit and abusing the shit out of everybody, <laughs> forcing them into complacency. Yeah. You can actually create a loving environment that creates that situation that you want, but just not using the outdated idea to get there. Same with all kinds of mechanisms of control that way. You don't have to scare, punish, threaten, and torture. Right. Uh, to get people to comply, you can create an environment in which they choose to comply. Um, and so a lot of times we can we can hold the idea that something would be best for us, but also get rid of the outdated mechanism and system that that uh, that gets us there. You know, the old tyrannical way of bosses, you know, bosses, heads of work, they'd be like, you have to be a tyrant. You have to scare them into working hard. And eventually we realize, because what do you want? You want production and you want efficiency. So we eventually figured out that, oh, it turns out your coworkers and the people who work for you are also human. <laughs> and yes, while they definitely work hard when you're cracking a whip and being mean, mm-hmm. they work harder and even more energetic if you're just nice, if you're kind and share with them and, and give them a joint vision and, and work as a team to get somewhere. The output will be tremendous. Mm-hmm. The quality of work will be tremendous. And you can get the same standard that you were looking for a lot of times even better by just shedding those outdated ideas. But it's not the only place that outdated ideas hit us. You know, outdated ideas hit us in, in theology, in relationship, in, in, in everything that we do. And, and I think that the reason it gets critical now is because people are almost like they're only hanging out with and, and communicating with people who share their own ideas, whether outdated or not, and seem to be turning off um, any other idea or not even entertaining the idea, unable to entertain an idea without adapting it into your life. And I think that's a really dangerous place to go when you talk about society, family, friends, culture, business, anything. It's just, a, in general, a poisonous way to think. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, technically, the people in, you know, okay, technically, my family is not is not allowed to hang out with me because of that idea of you can't hang out with people who believe something different from you. Um, it's just so silly. It's just so silly. It, it's 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 oh, it's. <laughs> heartbreaking is what it is but but you know and and that your family not being 
unique to this and you're talking specifically about religious things yeah technically and so technically yeah because (laughs) you don't follow exactly what they follow they that goes to that steven weinberg quote man i'm telling you when it comes to theology i hear so many stories like that it does come to that steven weinberg quote where it's like you know with or without religion think Mm -hmm. about it what do you think about it but with or without religion, you'd have good people doing good things and bad people doing bad things. But in order to get good people to do bad things, you need religion. Yeah. And that kind of stuff makes me think of that, where you have a family. You're talking like parents and siblings. And yeah. it's like you're you're there are a lot of people in this world, Steph, who aren't fantastic people. You are not amongst them. Anyone that knows you meets you knows that you might you might actually be the nicest human on Earth. <laughs> and for um for people to have to cut you off it it can't be easy for them unless it is right. easy for them and then that's some other shit but yeah. it can't be easy for them to have to make that choice and it and it can't be you're so indoctrinated to think that you have that choice mm-hmm. like that's a choice you have to make right. why can't i believe in what i believe in but also still love my yeah. kid and and take care of my kid right. so uh, for me that's um that's one of those things that that really points out that weinberg uh, uh quote where you say, wait a second, like that, why, how is that a thing? How is that a thing? And I see it, I see it for, for non-family relationships that I have, but actual with readers uh, mm-hmm. through our DMs, I'll get messages that'll say, hey, you don't mention God ever. I say, well, I do sometimes mention God. I wrote, you know, the earlier books have more of a mention of it. And yeah. And and I think even unapologetically, you has like a whole section on religion theology. Um, it's not a religious it's section, really, but it's yeah. about religion and theology mm-hmm. and the philosophy behind it. So I talk about it, but there will be plenty of people like, "Hey, I'm unfollowing because you, you know, I've followed you for six, seven years, and I'm unfollowing because you don't mention God enough." Or because you don't mention it in the way that my religion teaches. Yeah. And I'll look back because I'm always like, why would you leave? Like, first of all, why are you telling me? I don't know you. <laughs> so, and the reason I'm saying that isn't to be, it isn't to be a dick. Mm-mm. It's I'm pointing out something like you're telling me, hey, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't know you. But when I scroll back and see the messages you've sent, I'm seeing like, years of hey oh i love this love this thank you so much this is amazing needed this today needed this today this is getting me through tough time getting me through all this stuff and now you're sending me one because i didn't mention your god the way you like to hear your god mentioned i'm leaving and you're telling me as if i don't know you look at what you're taking from yourself because of this that's to me again goes back to that idea like wait what what are we doing here how can you not how could you not say to yourself how could you not say to yourself wait wait a second i love what steve writes i like the way he he writes it i like the way he bleeds on paper i like the way it impacts my life i'm not going to follow him i'm not going to listen to his theology or i'm not going to whatever but his other stuff is just amazing why can't you allow that for yourself Again, Bukowski, uh, Charles Bukowski, one of my favorite writers, which, again, probably somebody you wouldn't let into your living room, but an amazing writer. And I can separate the two. Um, he wrote that uh, that he would um, he would just disconnect with people like that. It's like, I don't have time to connect. You know, I'm going to he took a he took a line that was similar to that of Robert Ingersoll, uh, the immortal infidel Robert Ingersoll. Um, he, who t- he took a line he said my punishment to them is to leave them in ignorance mm, I love that. like if if fine if you're going to be like yeah. that but in this case it's not me cutting them off it's them cutting me off they're leaving themselves without all these things and you're saying look this i needed this this helped me this helped me through a tough time and then you're leaving because of something that of an agreement that i'm not following an agreement i didn't sign you know it's um for me that's that's a horrible thing to do yourself to yourself mm-hmm. because you can't entertain these these multiple ideas and and some of our outdated ideas are that 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 we can you know we we think um uh, we think yesterday or the day before was all saints day yeah and we think about saints 
And I had a lot of people DM me about saints and, and, and their favorite saints and then people who they think they should be saints. And, um, and even some people were like, why aren't you a saint? <laughs> right. So, so <laughs> I wrote back, I'm qualified to be one for sure. <laughs> If you knew anything about the saints you're mentioning, I definitely fit in. If yeah. anything, I might be one of the nicer ones <laughs> than the saints you're mentioning. Because yeah. some of the people who achieve sainthood oh. and get revered as saints, it is our ignorance that makes them saints. Right. They, some of them were literally atrocious human beings. And so, so we have to recognize this. But again, you can love the work of a saint. Right? Yeah. Sister Agnes. Sister Agnes, yeah. you can love, better known as Mother Teresa, right. you can love the image of what she did without negating her for some of the atrocious ways yeah. in which she was. Some of the stuff that doesn't get the publicity that she did and said and was. Yeah. You can, not, you can pass that. You can love Dr. King, who's not an official saint, but who, who, who has in some areas of our cultures, mm -hmm. almost sainthood status. I know for me as an orator, as a writer, as a, as someone who moved a population towards something healthy and positive. For me, that's uh, definitely, he would be on my Mount Rushmore uh, of people who have impacted the world in a positive place. Don't look behind the curtain though, when it comes to Dr. King. Mm -hmm. Don't look behind the curtain yeah. of shit you don't need to look at. Because again, you would, you would, if you have that, 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 uh, light switch mentality, it'll disqualify a lot of the saints and people you look up to. <laughs> you can look up to the way that they move the crowd. You can look up to the way that they spoke. You can yeah. look up to the endeavor. You know, you can look up to him and say, listen, he believed in this thing. His house got bombed three times. Jeez. They tried to kill him countless times and he kept going. He never mm -hmm. shut up. He never stopped going what he believed in. You can admire that without saying, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, there's there's some there's some talks of how you conducted your personal life. Um, and so and therefore you're not someone that doesn't negate everything else. Right. And so we have to learn to do that, especially as we go into a culture in which nothing is private. Nothing is 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 in smoke and mirrors. Nothing is. And we start recognizing that the that the the heroes of today, the saints of today, the people who move the ball today are you and me in the sense that not perfect. And we can shatter that illusion, the outdated idea that anybody you think was perfect was perfect. That anybody you look up to didn't have some people around them. There is always somebody, if you read about them in the news for something fantastic, if you looked at them historically for something amazing, they definitely had a handful of people around them who had otherwise to say, <laughs> who had a couple of things you didn't know about them to say, whether it's Einstein, whether it's Mother Teresa, whether it's any Pope, you know, <laughs> whether it's any, anyone who we revere as these saintly people. The people around them often had an opposite story, but it is their work that speaks to us. And we have to be able to, to look at outdated ideas in our lives like that. Like I said, we could want something for our society. We could want something for our family. We could want something for our relationship and lose the outdated ideas. I just think that Watching New York City get boarded up today and, and listening to one of the listening to listening to one of the policemen today talk about how during the day today, the rest of Times Square is getting boarded up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, was, I think I was filming watching the Disney store get boarded up. Forever 21 was already boarded up. You know, those those epic right in the heart of Times Square uh, stores being boarded up um recognizing that, that that policeman was saying the rest of it's getting boarded up today and you know curfew tonight like get the f out of that city tonight this is a police officer saying it so when i think about that what is the cause of that outdated ideas 
The veil of civility is so thin that a, a disagreement in ideas can cause riots and violence. And, you know, you talk about an election. There are people who you hear everything from it's going to go smooth. It's little bumps and bruises, but it'll be fine to some people are like, hey, we're, you're watching. It's Monday. Enjoy the last day of the Republic. You know, so you, you have the, this, this varying scale, this oscillating scale of what's happening. When in reality, no matter what, what's happening is that we have to shed our idea of how outdated idea of how to communicate with each other, how to navigate big communities and, and how to participate in that. And, and so for me, again, like you always see, I do, you take that macro, that macro that you're seeing is happening in governments around the world, including this one today. And then you bring it to the micro, where am I most powerful? I'm most powerful here, right? So Remember, how we do anything is how we do everything in this universe is so well orchestrated that we are atoms and molecules in motion, right? So we, we resemble how this universe is and how our power is. So if you were to hold, like if I were to hold this big ass exaggerated <laughs> coffee cup, exaggerated if it was not filled with coffee, if I were to hold this big ass exaggerated coffee cup, and I hold it close to my chest here. I'm strong. I can hold this for a while like this, right? So yeah. if you're holding anything close to you, you're strong, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm to hold it out here, I'll hold it for a little bit, but I'll start getting shakes. I'll start getting tired. It'll be fatigued. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I moved it away. So I moved, I moved it away. I focused on keeping my power away and I would start shaking. It would start going down, right? Because I didn't. But when I'm keeping it in close, I'm strong there. I'm close there. I'm strong. I can hold that for a long, long time. Same thing with, with pick up your kid. Pick mm -hmm. up your kid and hold them close. Yeah. And then pick up your kid and hold them like this. You're going to be shaking in, in, in a second. And so anything you do that with, your luggage, your luggage, you know, hold it out like this. See how long you're going to hold it. And so you pay attention to that. Well, what does that mean for me? For me, how you do anything is how you do everything that include and the universe is not immune to that theory. So that tells me that when I focus on the outside is when I'm least powerful, when I'm focused on well, controlling everyone else, controlling this situation, controlling that situation, I'm least powerful. And because I'm least powerful, I'm most likely to get frustrated. This is where riots, looting and all that shit comes from, because you're trying to control something you don't control in the place you don't control it. And you're getting frustrated. And what does that mean? You try to regain control. And now through extra efforts, external efforts, violence, weapons, guns, whatever it may be. So instead, I take that macro and bring it to the micro and I bring it to myself. How can I use this for myself? How do I explore outdated ideas in my own life? How do I explore outdated ideas in my own being, my own relationships, my own health, my own anything else? Uh, and that's where we're, that's where I go. It's where I go in, in relationships with food, with people, with money, with, with, you know, if, if I tell you how my evolution and relationship with money has gone, it's very similar to how it's gone with relationships of all kinds, with food and mm -hmm. all kinds, as far as excess goes, as far as healthy relationships, as, go, as well as exerting energy, as well as what I want for my future. But again, the power comes within, within you. And, uh, and I think that right now is a great time to really examine the outdated ideas we may have in our own lives. A lot of the ideas that, that we got from the narcissism show yeah. uh, were people examining outdated ideas they had about behaviors and trying to control others and giving what, who they were calling narcissists second, third, fourth, fifth chances, identifying someone for what they are and, and uh, giving yourself the, the, the freedom and, and the power to walk away, regaining that power instead of trying to change someone, identifying that, wow, you know what? Steve's right. 
I want to change myself when I know I have an issue and it's really, 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 really <laughs> difficult. What chance do I have changing someone who doesn't think they have an issue? Um, why and, and therefore, why am I exerting this energy? This is us examining outdated ideas we have. Um, and, and so we can do the same when we did the pornography show. Another one, a lot of people examining outdated ideas. You know what? You're right. We need to talk about this. We can ignore it, but it is relevant in all parts of our society and culture. Why is this? Well, let's take a look at it and see, again, the external. Let's take a look at it, that it exists internally. How do we, how do we learn to navigate this in our own lives so that it doesn't have an adverse effect in our own lives? Mm -hmm. And I think, Steph, that's probably what you did when, when dealing with your own personal things. Yeah, exactly right. And when coming out of uh, something so big like religion it's kind of difficult to navigate through ideas that are coming in, you know, because as I said, the whole universe opened up to me. That means I'm free to read and watch whatever I want. So like I'm delving. The moon. Yeah, I'm delving into the library and all the books. And then I, and then as you just said, the moon, and then it comes up, maybe we didn't land on the moon. And so I am <laughs> susceptible. susceptible, susceptible. Thank you. To ideas like that, because I just came out of something that was I a, a, a lie, and now I'm saying, wow, I guess everything's a lie. Right, but so that's a great point you bring mm -hmm. up. So yeah, so when examining new ideas, you also see how impactful ideas are to you, mm -hmm. and you can examine that also, kind of like you examine your friends. You know, you get to a point in your life where you're like. Wait a minute. Why does this person have so much power over my day? Yeah. Like, why am I still because they were my, you know, X, Y, Z friend or they were this close to me 10 years ago. Why do they still have unexamined access mm -hmm. to controlling my moods or why is their opinion? So, you know, why after four divorces, am I still listening to their relationship <laughs> advice? You know, they're really yeah. great with money. Let me keep listening to their money advice. But why? You know, I, I, I talk about it in one of the books. I talk about it like having a board for your life. Yeah. Like I have a board. Like I have when I want need graphics, I go to the graphic designer. When I need my accountant, I go to my accountants. When I need legal, I go to my lawyers. When I need um, to, to, I need to laugh, I go to people who make me laugh, yeah. right? So I have those things. When, when I need accounting and finance advice, I don't go to my graphic designer. Right. When when I need a, a logo made for a program we have running in in Turkey, mm -hmm. and we need a new logo in Turkey, I don't I don't go to the accountant and say, hey, can you make a, a new logo? I don't do anything yeah. like that, right? That would be silly. Mm -hmm. That would be ridiculous. But we do that shit in our lives. We go to our friend Ralph, <laughs> who who just been our friend and they're easy to talk to for our whole lives. But you know, life moves on, and Ralph has had four divorces. So why am I why am I asking Ralph for relationship <laughs> advice? Ralph is a genius with money and uh -huh. and understands the market. I can still talk to Ralph about that, but let me update. Let me shed the outdated idea I have of my relationship right. with Ralph. Let me shed that idea mm -hmm. or you know, update that idea of what I have with with Ralph and we do that in our lives. We we actually we we do that in our lives where we we all we allow just because we get used to it we allow un unreviewed access to us and and it happens online too you know when people ask me like how do you deal with people who who bully you sometimes as people who try to you know when when you're me and you try to take on the academic and self-help industry <laughs> and you're reaching 11 now 11 million people regularly mm -hmm. people try to attack me and they try to smear and they yeah. they underhandedly smear and attack from all fucking angles and uh what do you what are you gonna do right. like that's that's from when people are like how do you deal with that it, i don't if you if i can turn your opinion off if i turn off the wi-fi and your opinion disappears <laughs> You don't have that much power over me. 
love you know, that. so you have to recognize that 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 thing. The same, if the people are close to you, then th that's what you should be cultivating. Right. And so when it comes to what you were saying, like, oh, now what's real? Did we get to the moon? Like, oh yeah. my god, right? So <laughs> what's what's interesting about that? I love mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. I'm into every conspiracy theory. Every every. I want to hear it all. I want to hear yeah. the most. If someone's like, I'm, I know the no, earth is flat. You don't. Oh, I pull up a chair. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite day. I'd much rather that than someone uh, be like, hey, did you see the Yankees play, the Jets, the Giants, right. the football, the Super Bowl? I didn't see it uh -huh. preemptively. I did not see it. Couldn't tell you when they're playing. Couldn't name one player. Couldn't. I couldn't tell you anything. Yeah. So zero interest. But you say, I I am willing to bet my life <laughs> that the earth is flat. I'm a fan. Uh -huh. I'm sitting down. I'm just all my ears get this big. I'm so excited and I'm ready to just take in everything you have to say. I'm so excited. Even if I think it's a thousand percent nonsense, I'm excited to hear how you ex how excited you are to tell me that. And so for me, because I can entertain thoughts mm -hmm. without them impacting my life. Yeah, I'm able to talk about this. Same with when I talk about religion and I and I kind of throw theology here and there. I get a bunch of nasty messages. But I, it's just entertaining thoughts. You don't mm -hmm. know. And again, what's true or not true is true or not true whether I believe it or not. <laughs> so what do you give a shit? Right. And most importantly, again, because of the simple way that I look at things, um, my phone bill still due on the first. Yeah, exactly. So right. whether we landed on the moon or not in the mm -hmm. 60s, whether the government lied to us yeah. or not in the 60s, whether NASA's this big thing, I think that's all interested and I want to know. I want to read every aspect of it. <laughs> the the solid evidence, the super shady evidence. The, the, I want to see it all. UFOs, aliens, I want it all. Yeah. But that's never going to impact the fact that my cell phones do on the first and that I got to pay it. Or your mortgages, your rents, your car payments, your insurances, your whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You have to still be able to hold those thoughts and go about your life. Right. Because somebody who's a friend of mine's like, dude, the moon is flat. You're not a round earther, are you? <laughs> I am a round earther. But also, you're still my friend just because I think this aspect yeah. is hilarious doesn't mean that you're not my friend. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I'm, not, I'm surely not going to ask you, you know, advice about the world, mm -hmm. but I'm still going to use the parts of you that I do access. I, I don't love yeah. it any or appreciate it any less. You got to be able to hold those thoughts. So people disconnecting from my page because I did or didn't <laughs> mention God the way they wanted it to or, or anything like that. Yeah. That's, that's a, a, a silly way to do something to yourself to cut yourself off from something uh, and, and not be able to hold different ideas. You can say, all right, well, Steve, Steve doesn't think this way, but I like the way he thinks on this. Right. And you can just hang on to that. And if you can't, you got to ask yourself why you can't do that, because that's you end up talking to listening to believing nobody, because the reality of it is anyone you think is is perfect in that sense. It's not that they're perfect. It's just that you don't have the whole picture. And, um, and I think that that's an outdated way of thinking and doing things. And it's the reason why they're putting up boards in the city. I love so much yeah. as we speak. Yeah. It, it, that quote, the, it is the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. That was one of the huge moments. I actually, I think it was you who said it to me. I'm sure I was an interesting behavior, observation for you as as we met when i right when i left religion <laughs> right but uh um it's what i what i've learned this past decade was the uh we really don't know anything we don't know anything don't. that's the why terrify some people mm -hmm. i love it yeah I love it. And even even like through academics and and going through academics of cognitive sciences and saying like wait so running through it, racing through it, talking at the school, going in, which school's mm -hmm. like, hey, we we want you to represent all this stuff. And then I stopped talking about it a few years ago because I was like, wait a second. 
nobody knows anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know these people think you know shit, right? <laughs> you know these people think because you're Dr. So-and-so uh -huh. like that you think you know shit and they're equating that, but you guys don't know shit. We don't know anything. Now, you know enough to sound like you know a lot, but it's a grain of, uh, uh, it's a grain of sand on, on a 10-mile on a long beach. Like it just, it's yeah. at the genesis of understanding it. So mm -hmm. wait a second. The same with history. They're like, oh, the, uh, the history started 6,500 years ago in Mesopotamia. <laughs> the Sumerian culture had simple clay tablets. And then they're like, wait a second. These clay tablets have the solar system depicted on it. Wait a second. Pluto's in these clay right. tablets. Well, that's great. That's the solar system. Yeah, but we didn't find Pluto till 1930. Huh? <laughs> they had this 6,500 years mm -hmm. ago, but we didn't find it till 1930? Yes. So wait, how'd they find it? Oh, oh too busy. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Because you don't know. Because you don't know. So yes. I love that we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I love that they're like, we just found a city underwater. Awesome. You know, simple city, <laughs> kind of like a Mayan kind of city, those simple uh -huh. stone structure cities. Awesome. But it's been underwater for about 30,000 years. Yeah. What? I thought you said the oldest was 6,500 <laughs> years ago. Well, but in order for them to grow a culture uh -huh. into a culture that can build a city and then that city be underwater for 35,000, that means they thrived as a city. What? How do we not yeah. know this? They don't know. We don't know shit. You have to update the idea. We don't know shit. The and then you start finding that if you go to the top of the mountains in like the Andes, mm -hmm. there's seashells. That shit used <laughs> to be the bottom of the ocean. What? <laughs> so, That's so cool. So w we don't know anything. Instead of celebrating it, instead of like, wow, we don't know shit. Mm -hmm. And we get to learn so much. Everyone takes it and they panic. And they try to fill in these blanks with nonsensical ideas. And then the the best part of it is they kill you in some places if you don't follow those nonsensical ideas. So to quote the great theatrical piece, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> so in The Little Mermaid, the great theatrical story, um, the mermaid is being told by i think it's like a like a seagull about what these products are uh -huh. so one of them he's holding a fork and she's like oh what's that and i forget what he calls it he calls it a whatever and he he call, he calls it a blah 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 which isn't fork and he he gives her it's some sort of use that it isn't yeah. either right and she's like oh wow oh it's kind of like that where the people we put in charge who say they know shit, this is how the system works. And this is why I get smeared and death mm -hmm. threats and fucking character assassination attempts and all this fucking shit that they're doing. This is why. Because the way it actually works, and I've seen it because I've been there and was even a part of it for a little bit. <laughs> the What they do is we give these institutions like, oh, you guys are official. And then we give people, this is officially from our official institution of officials. Mm -hmm. We're officially official in this institution of officials <laughs> and they're going to tell you the official story. But at the same time, nobody knows shit. No. So they tell you, like the seagull told the little mermaid, oh, this fork, it's a black, 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 black. And this is what it's for. Dingle hopper. A dingle hopper. And this is what it's for. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they do the same shit to you, but then like make it illegal for you to disagree. And if you're in a religious country, they'll kill you for disagreeing. They make you. But they, they make yeah. you believe it. And then they're like, and if someone's like, hey, actually, I think that's a fork. They make society be like, ah, look at him. He thinks it's he thinks a dingle hopper is a fork. What a <laughs> dummy. You're a dingle hopper <laughs> denier. You're a dingle hopper. <laughs> like <laughs> that's and this is the shit that's happening. So so what what happens is you have to recognize that that we can again take that power inside and entertain these thoughts. Yeah. For me, I think it's fun. For me, I think it's great because whether we landed on the moon or not, yeah. I think we did. But who cares? If yeah. you think we didn't, I don't care. No one knows. Who cares know. is what the point is. Whether you did or not, if you if your God is named Jesus, like growing up mine is, great. If it's not, great. Just don't be an asshole.
And so for me, if you think that Mars has water or doesn't have water, that I can entertain those thoughts without going and buying a bathing suit. Yeah. Because I think I'm going to jump in it if it has water. Uh My cable bills still do. My phone, cell phone bills still do. I still have to deal with relationship issues. You still got to raise your kids. You still got to deal with your marriages. You still have to like, so entertain one without making it everything. And so for me, that's an updated idea we have to have as, as primates, as thinking humans to be able to entertain those ideas, to be able to argue those ideas. If you're passionate about it without it, without it spilling into your life in the sense of violence, cutting off, betrayal, uh, and again, sh- showing that the veil of our c- civility uh, as a culture and as individuals is so thin. I can't tell you how many death threats I get whenever I mention theology in, uh, uh, publicly and and how it's uh, 100% from religious people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... To me, crazy. There, well, that's the thing when <laughs> when crazy. you're when you're religious and you're afraid to even think doubts. Now, what are they going to do to someone like you who talks about it out loud? Your 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 I don't know how, I don't know how to put this into words, but it's when I was going through. I'm going to tell you when I was going through, and the reason I say outdated when I was going through CCD now. For those of you who were raised Catholic, you know, and you didn't go to Catholic schools, you know, CCD is for people who were raised Catholic who didn't go through Catholic schools. They would go through like the Catholic version of indoctrination. It would be like Hebrew school for Jewish people and kind of Sunday school for other people. For Catholics, it was called CCD. Um, and uh, you would just go as a kid. And I'm talking about kids. You're like six, seven years old, eight years old. And I remember... A few of the times I got in trouble, and no one would have the conversation with me. I would just go get in trouble. So I remember saying to the um, um, the uh, at the time the priest and the nuns that were teaching the class, saying, "Hey, listen, I have a question," mm-hmm. and it was a sincere question. I said, "You just said that Jesus was God's only son." And I said, "Yes." I said, but you also just said that we're all God's children. So both of those statements can't be true. And instead of having the conversation with me, I was yelled at, sent to go say 10 Our Fathers, Mm -hmm. and my parents got told that I was being an asshole. When I was just asking, like, how how can those things be true? Both of those things can't be true. You can't be his only kid and we're all his children. That can't be true. So just help help my seven-year-old brain understand that. And the same with like the, the Noah's Ark story. I remember talking about the, the how did you have two polar bears in the Middle East? How did you have two kangaroos in the Middle yeah. East? What about all the fish? And instead of having this conversation or talking about the symbolism, again, in trouble, call his parents. He's, being, he's asking... Uh, combative questions, <laughs> combative yeah. questions. You're telling me there's a boat with all the animals in the Middle East, and I'm asking about the polar bears. Yeah. How'd you get them there? And so, you know, those type of of things where instead of just being able to entertain thoughts, to be able to entertain these ideas. And again, if you couldn't, if you if your if your story has trouble holding up to a seven year old, then maybe don't be so aggressive with it. Yeah. Just uh, entertain it for a story. Mm-hmm. And and as we now engage in, when people ask me why I don't talk politics, because th- there are different truths to it, to it. Again, what might be true for best for me might not be best for you. Yeah. So why would I use my influence to to make a strong argument of why this is better when it might only be better for me? It might not be better for you. Just like what might be better for you might not be better for me. Mm-hmm. What interests you, what's really heavy to you on a policy or a social uh, policy might mean almost nothing to me. Uh, and the same with me. Something that might be a social policy that is so important to me might mean almost nothing to you. So why would I have that argument in the sense of being cut off and, and fighting with you over 
over what we're what we wish was true in our society. That to me is to to enter. I can entertain that something's right for you and not and not right for me at the same time without being mad at you. When people do send me their political views, which they do all the time, I can see why you feel that way. I can see why that's what's right for you. I can see that's why you're going to vote for it. And I look forward to seeing you again. Like to me, even if I disagree a thousand percent with everything you're saying, I can maintain and see why that's good for you and why that wouldn't be good for me. And so for, I think I'm in the, I'm in the minority when it comes to that. Most people are like, Oh my God, why we, uh, while we started, um, while we started, uh, while we don't um, post so many quotes from other people on our general page. Yeah. Um, is because we quote somebody that is, you know, famously a good quote and a hundred messages. This was a person who thought maybe had a connection to a Nazi. They knew a Nazi. This person was, uh, this person said women are dumb in 1901. And that you can't, that means you think women are done, (laughs) you piece of shit. And it's like, wait, what? I just posted a quote. I just said this person said this and it's a great thought on life. You know, I'm not quoting Hitler. I get quoting Hitler, but I'm quoting this person. And like in 1901, he said (laughs) women are dumb. And then I want to come back. You know me, Steph. Yeah. Because to me, because I'm able to maintain that this person could have said something smart and in their personal life, like Einstein. I love Einstein's stuff. I don't want Einstein's personal life. Mm Mm-mm. Not at all. Same as Mark Twain, same with Emerson, right. same with Thoreau, same with Edgar Allan Poe, same with, right. I mean, most of the people whose writing I love, I wouldn't want their personal life and you don't want to know their personal life if it will affect you that way. Yeah. And so, but I'm able to, to hold those thoughts and, and appreciate what they wrote. And, and the impact it can have. And when people write like, how dare you quote this person? I think to myself, like, you're, you're, you're religious and you're telling me biblical things. If you were to read that book under the same, under the same rules, like how would you be, it's, and I always want to write back. Like when they said, Oh, in Paul's letter, he said, love is patient. Love is kind. (laughs) And I, and I'm like, like, I want to, I'm waiting to spit it out because I want to say like, Keep reading two more, three more paragraphs in that letter and see what Paul in that same letter says about women yep. and what their role in society should yep. be. And then keep quoting that Paul letter. <laughs> see if that thing would make it today at all, anywhere. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, you can't say that because, again, that would be hypocritical of what I'm actually saying. Yeah. I can see why you feel that way. I can see that you thinking that this person, because I'm quoting them and they said something adverse to what you think in 1904, I can see why that upsets you. I think it sucks for you that that steals your ability to take the message that that comes from. Because yeah. if our history, if our theology, if our, if our behaviorism, if our family, if our life has taught us anything is that the messages we need come from the sources we don't like. They come from that. They come from the, the message in the mess. The, the strongest messages come from those most atrocious, challenging times. It comes from sometimes the most atrocious and challenging people. And to steal that from ourselves, to steal that from ourselves because they said something we disagree with, it doesn't mean they're not going through what we're going through. It doesn't mean that how we do anything is how we do everything. How do we get stronger? from laying down and relaxing. No, from going to the gym, from climbing a mountain, from running up a hill, from holding weights. It's always resistance. It's always miserable. It's always the contrarian to what we were that makes us stronger. It's from me doing nothing and then doing the opposite, doing a lot. It's from me holding nothing to holding weights and holding nothing and doing nothing to holding weights and lifting them up. It's from me looking at that hill to me running up that hill. 
all of those changes, the contrarian, the, the resistance, that's what makes us stronger. And it is along that journey of going up that resistance. You don't just don't run up the hill and go, oh, I'm tired. About a quarter of the way up, you say, oh, shit, there's a lot left. About halfway up, you're like, I don't think I can do this. Three quarters of the way up is I can't breathe. I think I need an ambulance. And somewhere between there and the top, you learn shit about yourself and you get to the top and realize I I made it here. I didn't think I would. You didn't think I would down there, but I made it up here and I had to go through some shit to get up here. And it was contrary to everything I believed about you, about myself, about this hill, about my shoes, about my feet, about everything. And I had to meet all those demons. I had to wrestle some. I had to snuggle others. I had to do other things with these demons to make it to the top. But it was through resistance of the things that I hate and moments I don't like about myself things I don't love about myself and things I do love about myself. I, I reach all of those things on this journey to getting better. And when we push away things that make us uncomfortable, thoughts that make us uncomfortable, people like me, people like, I'm like, I'm like a, a really fat person in a mirror. Like I'm the mirror to a really, really mm -hmm. fat out of shape person. I'm easy to hate and blame. Yeah. Oh, people love hate. And blame in the mirror. Yep. But we have to get out of that. We have to get out of that to, to push away the resistance, to push away the discomfort, because that's where our strength comes. That's where the new level comes. Everyone wants to level up, but everyone nobody wants to move. <laughs> you want to level up, you have to go through that level. You have to break through that door. You have to climb up that hill. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with your feelings for that person. That's how moving on is. When we talk about moving on and relationships and everything, it's not ignoring. It's not forgetting. It's dealing with what happened, dealing with how you feel about it, rolling around in it, coming out with a better, stronger perspective and recognize that you fucking made it. Even when you didn't think you would, even when they hoped you wouldn't, you fucking made it. And that's what we have to do. That's how we change our relationship with outdated ideas, outdated philosophies. And we allow ourselves to entertain thoughts without becoming those thoughts. I could worry about the moon and Mars and aliens and Jesus and Allah and all of these things without losing factor. The fact that I have to love you. I got to take care of you. I got to take care of me. I got to love me. I got to pay my bills. I got to move on. I got to stay healthy. I have to grow in relationships and friendships and nurture. I have to assess myself and I could also think about awesome conspiracy theories and theories about this and remembering about that. I can do all of those things as I strengthen and empower myself, push away none of it, but also let none of it in that I don't want in. We can do that. And that's how we can change our relationships without dated ideas and reassess, take back our power. To reassess the fluidity of our lives, the access people have to us, and the impact ideas have on us. Just because it's always been that way doesn't mean it has to always be that way. And for me, again, that's empowerment. How you do anything is how you do everything. And since your agreement with reality defines your life, take hold of that pen Take hold of the assessment to define because that's when you take hold of your actual life and it's never too late. And that's where I'm saying today, Steph, you got me preaching today. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome. I don't, that, well, <laughs> that's it. What do you say after that? Nothing. Nothing. You drink from your ridiculously obnoxious coffee <laughs> yep. cup. For those that of you who keep powerful. asking, it says, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I got this one. Shout, shout out to Target. I love Target because number one, you don't need anything in Target, but you end up leaving with everything in Target. Yeah. Number two, they always have a product in there that has something I've written somewhere, yeah. which is, mm -hmm. again, nothing that's marketed, nothing that anyone's actually legit paid for, but usually it's in there, which is pretty cool. Uh, at least they put my name on it. Plenty of people steal my shit without putting my name on it. Mm -hmm. At least 
the the merchants who sell their shit at Target steal my shit or put my name on it. I'm okay with that. Um, and but they sell like they have cool like little mugs and a lot of it's like inspirational and seasonal. So I bought myself a mug. I'm always drinking coffee. I bought myself a mug, and what happens is it was cute and it was beautiful. However. It was like it, you still burn yourself. Like it was like the worst <laughs> mug ever in the sense that you could have hot coffee in it. And if you still touch the mug, like you should you should be able to have hot coffee, touch the mug like this. If you notice, I very rarely use the handle. I, I'll put it in here. I'll put it in here. Again, I'm I'm uh, I go against the grain even when drinking from a mug. <laughs> I'm that much of a rebel. And so I like to grab it like this. And sometimes it'll warm your hands a little bit. This was burning the shit out of my hands. It was the worst at containing. So I had to go buy another one and this time make sure that it was like huge reinforced and big and obnoxious. And that's the one I have. So shout out to Target. Shout out to mugs. Shout out to coffee. And shout out to all of you. Keep your heads up. Keep your spirit up. Also pay attention to the outdated ideas that you may be allowing in your head. Remember, we're allowed to assess. We're allowed to, uh, I forget which book I wrote that security checkpoint in. You know, it was, um, I don't remember which book it is. One of the books I wrote about security checkpoint. And when after terrorist attacks here in the United States, we all kind of just were okay with security checkpoints in airports, right? So you would go to an airport. Now, for for those of you who are younger and don't remember, like before terrorism, you just walk into an airport and you go jump on your plane. Yeah, everyone who came with you can come say goodbye to you at the door of the plane. Like, bye. Like, you just walked around. <laughs> it was chaos, right? After After terrorist attacks, it was then security, these huge lines at the time, huge lines. You're taking forever to go through. You take off your shoes, take off your belt, take off everything. Like you're you're going through. You're it's almost like you did something wrong before you even got there. <laughs> and it was, but everyone was okay with it. They were okay with it because it was security checkpoints for terrorism. You you didn't want the terrorists to get through, so we had to check and analyze the security checkpoints. Well, because of that. You 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 were okay with those moments, but I remember thinking to myself, we, because again, mm-hmm. I make everything a teachable moment. I thought, isn't it interesting how we have okayed these security checkpoints in our lives to make sure that no terrorists get through, so that we're safe and able to navigate our journey without the fear, right? But in our own minds, in our own heads. We have terrorist thoughts that just instill fear and outdated ideas and rules and norms and outdated situations. And we have no security checkpoint for them. We just instantly feel this way and we just, oh, we just feel this way because it's always felt this way. But wait, why do I feel this way? Why is it doing this? We, we don't take analysis of our thoughts that sometimes might, we know what epigenetics are. Mm-hmm. It might not even be your thoughts. You might be scared of something because your ancestors were always scared of something. So instead, you're like, oh, well, that's just not the way to do it. Wait, but why? Well, but, but oh, wait a second. The second you, you make your thoughts go through a security checkpoint, you're like, wait a second. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That does seem like a silly thought I'm holding. And you can you can slowly eliminate those terrorist thoughts that you have in your head who have been able to run free and terrorize you and limit you and, and, and keep you stagnant for years because they've never had to go through a checkpoint. Once you put them through a checkpoint of analysis, why are you here? Why do I think this? Make them validate themselves. Like when you go to the airport, I have to, I have to show you my ID, my boarding pass. I have to get through without, without any proof that I'm intending to hurt you in any way. Then I can continue on my journey. Why aren't we making our terrorist thoughts do that? Why are they allowed to run around in our heads? No, make them. Why are you here? What gives you the right to be here? And before I let you continue, show me that you're not going to hurt me in any way, that this outdated way of being isn't going to hurt me. And I think that now is a great time to assess those thoughts, those outdated thoughts, those terrorist thoughts, any thoughts that you have and your relationship to those thoughts and how much control they have over your life. And again, always ending at the end result that you are the author of your story, 
you have the pen, pick up the pen and write. And anyone who tries to take that pen from you, they reveal themselves. They reveal themselves as a saboteur. Pick up the pen, write your story. Reassess as often as you want. There's no rules. Reassess, reassign, recharacterize, end that chapter and start a new one whenever the you want. Because this is your life, your story. And at the end, tombstones and legacies are for the dead. You don't get to read that shit. You get to write your story. That's all you got to worry about. Write your story. Edit as much and as often as you want. And make sure it's a good one. Folks, sending you big hugs. Lots of love from New York. I'll see you next time. <laughs>